you know, it's really hard for me not to turn on that radio voice every time I do a podcast. You're so used to it. It's I put the headphones on. It's like your signature thing. I talk into the microphone and I just switch on because I've been doing this for my whole life. Mm-hmm. But I, this is a podcast, so I need to sound more natural. Yeah. What's natural, Freddie, though? Natural. You sound, you to me, you always sound like Radio <laughs> Freddie. But I don't know. You just, you can't help it. It's you, you know? I got a, I got a crew in the studio tonight. But before we... Uh, the crew. Before we introduce everybody, I would like to, um, I would like to sing a song. Oh, no. I would like to Please sing a don't. song for producer Ruben. Because it was his birthday. Oh, no. A couple days ago. Yay. Actually, you know what? We're not going to sing. We're just going to say happy birthday. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! birthday. birthday. Thank you for not singing. (laughs) That was his present. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Radio Flyer. I'm your host, Freddie Rivera, joined with the team. Ladies and gentlemen, on the blue mic. Michelle Zuno! Yay! Hello! On the black mic, producer Ruben! Yay! And on the other mic, invisible uh, mic. The invisible <laughs> mic. First time on Radio Flyer. This is how I consider this guy. He's always been the bigger brother since I met him, and I've known him since I was 14 years old. We met at church. He was a youth pastor at the time. The youth leader, yeah. the youth leader at the time. You are the brother from another mother. Same with your brother. Give it up for CJ. <laughs> Let's back it up even more because the very first radio flyer. <laughs> Sound effect. <laughs> really? Back the, it up. The very first radio flyer, it was all about how I met producer Ruben. Yes. And how I got into radio. Hmm. But the question remains and the question gets asked every week. Who is Michelle Zuno? Who is she? Who is Michelle Zuno? Well, let me tell you right now. Michelle Zuno is wearing Dodger blue L.A. Dodgers shirt. As she should be. And she's on a blue microphone. Her hair is uh, straight. Looks really nice and healthy. Thank you. (laughs) Nice volume. I brushed it today. And uh, (laughs) Michelle is also a longtime friend. I've known her since I was about 14, 15 as well. We met in high school, right? We met at the famous... Rancho, Rancho Cuc- Cucamonga High School. Rancho Cucamonga High School. So, <laughs> Go Cougars. So let's take it back to the year of the Titanic sink. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Rancho Cucamonga High School. I'm going to shout out my high school. Rancho! Rancho! Rancho Cucamonga High School in the city of Rancho Cucamonga, which is about, uh, for, for those of you who don't know, it's about maybe 40 miles east of Los Angeles. And it's in an area called the Inland Empire. And uh, we are we are pretty much nestled right at the foothills of this beautiful Mount Baldy. I mean, this backdrop that we got is gorgeous. Gorgeous. It's like Vancouver. Yes. You, you know, it's like Vancouver. You fly into the downtown, you have the huge mountains in the background. Picture perfect. Anyway, we both went to Ranch Cucamonga High School, but Michelle was just a tad older than me. <laughs> And Just a, a little. And a lot cooler than me, to be honest with you. Super what, what cooler grade? than me. How, how, how many grades? How many grades? Uh, two years uh, difference. Two years difference. So I was a DJ in high school. Yes. I Do think, we want to say your DJ name? Yeah, we can say my DJ name. Ribbit, <laughs> <laughs> ribbit. Oh, ribbit, ribbit. So he went by the name of DJ Froggy. <laughs> if you guys grew up in this area, you absolutely know who he is. Yes. 
Everybody knew him as DJ Froggy yeah. because he was everyone's DJ. I, I had the baseball cap and it had a, a, the embroidery of DJ Froggy on the hat. Remember? It did. <laughs> and we see, cool. Ruben, Ruben doesn't know the young, young, young you. Yeah, I, I was a vato. A vato, <laughs> wow, a little cholito, huh? He was he not, was. but okay. No? <laughs> true, true story. I was not. He was not. Michelle Zuno hung out with the cool kids. Okay. Yeah, she was a popular one. She's the one. She gets along with the cool people and the nerds. Everybody I did. I I talked to everybody in high school. I think I just made my way all day. Like from different hi guys, groups. hi guys, <laughs> I, everyone. I just yeah. I don't know what's wrong with me. Rancho Cucamonga <laughs> High School looks like uh, it looks like a like a like it could have been a prison. Kind oh. of, right? <laughs> yeah. There's a quad in the middle. Yeah. And there's bench tables, right? And, and it's three stories. We met in high school, Michelle. Yeah. But we didn't really start talking until after high school. Yeah. Like, so what I remember in high school is we bonded over music, obviously. We liked the same music. We liked the same people who liked that music. We would be like in the garage listening to stuff, people's house parties, listening to music. We'd go to parties. Sorry, mom, probably that Freddie wasn't allowed to be at, but he was there with me, I promise you. What's the um, story behind that? <laughs> well, <laughs> what he did you do, Freddie? <laughs> well, he hung out with people his age, obviously, but he hung out with people that were older. And so when you're when you're 14, you hang out with 16 or 17 year olds, they're out, they're driving, they're doing so we pick them up. You know, people pick them up. If I can try to paint a picture of what the what life was like in Ranch Cucamonga High School during that time. Um, what made it interesting and unique was the party scene. Right. And the party scene itself was unique because this party scene was wild. It was wild. What would happen is you'd get these party crews that would throw all age nightclubs. Remember that, Ruben? Mm-hmm. Like Club Good Times. Yes. Club 51. Yes. Speaking of, the man who was behind all of them. The man, the myth, the legend. CJ. You put all these clubs. Uh, yes, I did. The guy all... from church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the story gets better. My, my clan. You know, yes. Always, yeah. Well, but this was before the Big church, right? Yes. Yeah. This is before you started going. So CJ, I guess you could describe better because you you basically made it happen. Uh, the right. party scene, the clubs. Man, those good days, man. Those were You're so fun. Up, uh, some good stories that my kids, I do not want them to hear. But, um, um, yes, we were young. We were 13, 14. My older cousin, big group of us, just putting clubs together, trying to make some extra money. And, and just, you know, we wanted to have some fun, you know. The Fox Theater in Pomona is used for mainstream concerts. You know, you got, you know, big acts yes. there. And it's about a capacity of 2,500 people. And it's like yeah. an old theater yep. in Pomona. Mm-hmm. And this guy would rent out the entire building for a one-nighter club. The Granada Club, too. I mean, the Granada Theater out in Ontario. Yep. That's where he started uh, the grand opening at Club 51. We did it there. And Michelle, do you want to describe the kind of party scene it was? Because I, I guess oh, and that's why I know people Michelle. who are listening <laughs> don't know. I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> okay, so first, I'm going to embarrass her, but... Shout out to my sister Lorraine because Lorraine! she took me to all these places. She was older. She's three and a half years older than me. So picture me in high school. Lucky. She was older. She could buy alcohol. <laughs> she could drive us everywhere. And so we used to be regulars at CJ's parties and clubs and everything. Like yes. My sister and I, like every single one I think that he threw, we were probably at. So he's just so used to seeing me. Forever and ever. Okay, so my mom wouldn't let me go to these parties. Okay, (laughs) 
I, Why? I, what did he do? Okay, so no, I'll just, be, I'll because describe. They, because they were wild. And it's like, it's like the, so it's like the I want to hear the wild story. It's like it's like the scene that you're seeing going on today. Yeah, it's pretty much was that. Okay, so you yeah. see like you see like EDC, you see like the raves. Picture yeah. it like that. But right. it was a it was a different type of music. It was an electric. It wasn't electronic music. How does your it mom know? Freddie? It was hard house, <laughs> deep house. Yes. annoying as hell to people who did not like that kind of music but yes. to us it was like a whole entire lifestyle yeah. I want the head banging bangers yep bangers, this stuff bangers, oh exactly bangers 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 this bangers, is what we used to listen bangers, to bangers, every day bangers bangers head bangers you know I want That's the, the head stuff. banging <laughs> bangers, bangers. <laughs> right remember this remember this <laughs> Remember the name Bad Boy Bill, yes. Richard Humpty Vision, DJ, DJ Linwood, DJ Irene, who, by the way, uh, I just recently saw on Instagram, I, DJ Irene looks the same. Exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. She she looks like she aged a few years, yeah. and that's it. <laughs> so yeah. these were all age nightclubs. All age nightclubs. And that's, that's not even counting the ones I used to go to in Hollywood. Right. Like, that was just Inland Empire stuff. Yeah. I used to go to the arena. arena. I used yeah. to go to circus disco. Circus. I used to go to all of those. Here's my here's my first experience, and the reason why we're talking about the party scene because it played such a big role in our friendship, Michelle. Yeah. I remember the first time I went to, um, I guess the first and only time I was allowed <laughs> to go to an all age club. <laughs> it was club. Which one was at the Granada Theater in Ontario? Uh, that was the first grand opening we did. 51, 51, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that was the grand opening of 51. So we arrive at the Granada Theater. It's in one of those old classic American theaters. It was such a big deal that they got spotlights. Yeah. They got spotlights. And so when you would drive to these clubs, you would see the spotlights from miles away. So right. you knew where the party was happening. We get to the Granada Theater. And there's this giant line wrapped around the building yep. of people just wanting to get in and party. It was huge. And when you look at this line, girls are wearing tiny Daisy Duke shorts and skirts and knee-high go-go boots. Yep. And guys have the Harley Davidson belt buckles with the slit jeans and yep. the... The bangs and the bangs that are blonde, uh, blonde bangs. This was the this was what was called the rebel scene. The rebel scene for uh, sure. Think of like I guess think of a cholo and think of James Dean and put them together. Yeah. So we finally get in, and I have never heard music that loud before. So when you walk into the oh, Granada yeah. Theater, just like any other old theater, you walk into the to the foyer or the lobby, right? Mm -hmm. And there's stairs on the right of you and there's stairs on the left of you and there's two little doors to enter to the main room. Mm -hmm. And the main room is slanted down because it is a theater. Yeah. But all the chairs are taken out. So the entire <laughs> floor is for the nightclub and it's just a sea of Sardines, uh huh, packed, yes. packed, sardines, <laughs> packed. I don't even know if they had a capacity, honestly. It really fast forwarded the electronic music. Scene. Were you a good dancer, Freddie? Did you take the spotlight? Yeah, it, it was. There was a weird dance to this Michelle, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah, like it's it's a weird dance. It's like I don't think it would be popular nowadays. But I see this giant wall of speakers. Yeah, they're, they're from the floor. This is before the line floor array days. to ceiling. Yeah, you look up like okay, so where's the music coming from? Who? Where's the DJ? And then you look up. Yep. And on the balcony, 
the right edge of the balcony is where the DJ's at. Mm-hmm. And the guy is just getting down. Yep. This is when they used to scratch with their elbows and yeah. throwing it back to the yeah, DJ Cazelle days. Real, That's real DJ real days. Yeah. Not yeah. the not Shout the digital. The reason why I wanted to talk about the party scene is because it was that big of a deal. And we shared a lot of mutual friends in the industry. Tons. Like fast forward when I, you know, I took a few, we we had a few years apart because I went off to college. I was in Fullerton. I had my son at an early age. So I had to take a few years off of that scene to do the mommy thing and go to school and Go to work and all that. And go to parties. Go, yeah. <laughs> parties on the <laughs> weekend. Who helped you um, take care of him when you went out? Well, I didn't go out until he was a few years old. Um, and then I started going back out again. But that's just because his dad and I weren't together. So when he would go out on those weekends, I was alone. So when he mm. would go out with his dad on those weekends, I was by myself. So hit up my friends and go hang out. Um, closer to about 2010, right? So I bought a house in Fontana. And I had a big housewarming, and Freddie was there. I had a lot of friends that were there, but Freddie's always been there. I think frequently from 2010 to now, so consistently, I would say, mm-hmm. over the past 10 years, we've done a lot of stuff together. So I don't know if you know, birthdays are like a big thing to Freddie and I, so we like to do stuff. Even if it doesn't have to be extravagant, well, Freddie's does, but my, it doesn't always <laughs> yeah, have to be yeah. extravagant. True that. He does every year for his birthday some crazy restaurant restaurant that like locations locations (laughs) and it's so much fun and we've met other people doing those you know we met jojo we met other people that were there at at your dinner parties i met crystal and but 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 it was the in-between dinner parties remember that yeah the in-between dinner parties so we we had these really intimate like family things so that's what we would consider it so every single one of us would get a dish to bring or make or something. And we would have bottles of wine. We would have different alcoholic beverages. We always had the karaoke machine. <laughs> and um, it was different people from from the radio station. Casey was there. We just had these really cool parties that we would be for hours just eating, laughing, singing on the karaoke. My little sister Jessica has been to some of those Jessica too yeah she's been to some of those uh, and your birthday party I got a $20 bill for anybody who could name Ruben's date oh my god there, the was, last there party. was so many I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no I'm not <laughs> producer Ruben was always there too he every was dinner always party. there every dinner party and I think that's how I know Ruben I think you met Ruben at the dinner party was it the yeah. dinner party yeah definitely uh, I met him at dinner at a dinner party yeah. uh, I don't remember weren't who those fun though was. Yeah, <laughs> he had a bunch of girls there I remember yeah <laughs> We would go to bed at probably three, four, five mm. o'clock. I don't know. Sometimes the sun. It was, was a lot of fun, up. and it was always people that were really close to you that we could trust. It was like our circle of trust. Yeah. So Freddie's gone. If you guys know him and been listening, from radio station to radio station. So he got an offer to leave California for the first time and go where? To Dallas. It broke my heart because we did so much stuff together. You know, every year we look forward to the birthdays of this or that. And he says, Michelle, I have a, an opportunity. And of, of course, I'm happy for him to have any opportunity. To, to, <laughs> Anything to, is good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course. So he goes to Dallas and I'm like, what do I do now? What do I do now? I was like, I mean, of course, I have other friends, but it was it would never have been the same. We have been we grew up together pretty much like we we raised each other like, you know, it felt like we were little kids. We have our careers going. We have our stuff. And um, when he said he was going to Dallas, I was like, wah, wah, wah. do you remember the call producer Ruben <laughs> when I called you and told you that 
I'm going to Dallas. Yep. You remember? You were debating whether to take the offer or not. Right. And so you were there. You were gone for how long? A year. A yep. year. That was fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, a, but it was a long year. It was. And I have another best friend of mine that actually left at the same time to go to Tennessee. So it was kind of like my girl best friend left, my guy best friend left. I was like, what just happened? So it was kind of a rough time, but fast forward to 2019, Freddie's like, hey, I'm in town. What are you doing? And I'm like, oh, we're definitely going to go out. And we were out all night and we're talking and I'm like, so when do you go back? You're like, I'm not. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? Long story. That was a a long story, but he was back. Freddie's like, Michelle, I know I've been to so many but you've never been to a Morrissey concert and you have to go with me. Mm-hmm. And I am like, yes, yes, I do. And the location, the Hollywood Bowl, beautiful place to watch a concert if you've ever been there. It's Doesn't all out. Better. It's all outdoors. And it was in October last year. So it's been a year. The weather was just, it's just kind of how it is now. It was just leaving the hot and getting cool. So it was like a crisp 70 degrees. Right. We got to the Hollywood Bowl. We watched the concert. Oh, and our seats. Our seats. We were like in VIP seats. Four right? rows back from oh the my stage. You know, oh my you know, the, you know how the Hollywood Bowl has box seating that when you get to towards the front. Yeah, you get your own waiter there. Mm. Yeah, you don't have wow. to go to the line and get drinks. You can, exactly. But, we had a menu. Yeah. that was like in little pockets on our seats, and we got to share. It was it was cool because we were just shared with two other people. And they were they were a nice young couple like us, so we were like, "Oh, cool! We're, we just share with you guys." And the concert was was great. We knew all the songs. We're singing along. We're dancing along. Yes. Uh, <laughs> tell me you don't feel that, Michelle. I do. I had, Morrissey. That was such a good concert to go to. So we're like, now where do we go? Yeah, I don't care if it's midnight, 2 a.m. The concert's over. <laughs> the concert's over. It's around 11.30 p.m. or 11 p.m. We're like, it's so early. We Ubered, right? Yeah, we Ubered. So we call a lift, and the lift takes like a good 40 minutes to find us. Forever. You know, you know what a mess the Hollywood Bowl is? Yeah, right? it was the longest line ever just to get people in an Uber and then to get out of the parking mm, lot, if you've ever known goodness. that area. We hop in the lift. Yeah. And uh, we're like, all right, cool. Let's uh, let's just go to Hollywood Boulevard. There's this bar that we know about on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. And we hop in the lift, and the lift takes us down. It's a busy Saturday night in Hollywood, so you could mm. imagine in prime Hollywood traffic. Stop and go. We're stop, stop and go, go. Stop and go. Going 15 miles an hour. We're gridlocked on one of those little side streets <laughs> right before you get to Hollywood Boulevard. Yep. And Michelle goes. I said, oh. It's the Beetlejuice bar. <laughs> and I've always wanted to go. The Beetlejuice bar used to be across the street in like, I think a smaller place. Yeah, it was like a pop-up. <clears throat> it was like a pop-up shop, right? Yeah, it was a pop-up. I think it was temporary. Yeah. So they decided to close up this pop-up and open up a bigger. Make it permanent. Right. Make and, it permanent. And it was, it was on one of these little streets that we were gridlocked on. Yeah. And so I, I tell the, I tell the Lyft driver. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Stop right here. Let us out right here. And he's like, what? No, no, right here. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> we jump out of the car. Middle of the street. Yeah, middle of the street. There's no line. No line. We uh, walk right into the club. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're playing 80s music. Oh, I and, I was like, and I was like, Freddie, stop. Listen. And we listened to her like, this is where we're meant to be. So they had it so cool decorated in there. We order drinks and they're themed drinks. So they're named crazy, crazy things with cool ingredients. <laughs> Oh, okay. Exactly. There, there you go. Damn. Yes. 
So it's cool. The characters that were in there. I, I love Beetlejuice. So we walk, we walk out and we're at this point, we're feeling good. Like we're drinks in. Yeah. We walk out into like, there's like a, uh, outdoor part of the bar. There was like it's, at it's, least it's like the outdoor rooms. patio, basically. And you walk through the big inferno mouth yeah. to get in there. It's yeah. so cool. You walk in there, and I'm like, they had a smoke machine. Remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah. To, they they open the glass door. You put your drink in there. We walk out. You know, you have your own little uh, uh, bartender mm-hmm. right there. We go to the tiny little bar in the back. Yep. Oh and my. it's like our personal, our own personal bartender. That's yeah. how it felt. I I swear, I felt like we were the only ones there, and uh, we got to talking. And I said, Freddie, what are you going to do with your life? You're back. Like, you're here. I think you should do whatever the hell you want to do now. You've been told, Freddie, you should talk about this. You have to be on air at this time. You have to be here at this time. This is the name of your show. You're told what to do. And I said, you need to do what you want to do. And at the time, you told me, I'm getting my pilot's license. And I said, you're getting your pilot's license? I'm so proud of my friend, you know. And we're talking. And I said, what else is there to do? And I said, the big thing now that everybody is doing is podcasts. Mm. And you were like, of course it is. You know, I, we started talking about a couple like the in the beginning. And there has been podcasts probably for a couple years, but they had never really gotten big until about 2019. I would say they were huge. And so I talked about we should start our own podcast. And you were like, that's a great idea. Well, what do we talk about? I'm like, who cares? Who cares what we talk about? We have to start. We have to start somewhere. We were so zoned we in so on our conversation. Zoned in. It was like everything else became a blur. And yeah. It was just me and Michelle. And you know, you're you're the fourth drink in. You're feeling great, and your ideas just start coming out. Yeah. And then you know, you, you sound so ambitious at yes. the time. You're like, oh, we should do this. We should do that. We great were excited. Ideas. We were talking about equipment and, yeah. and what we have to get and yeah. this and that. And and I I literally was so serious. But you know, you think you think about it in the back of your mind, like, okay, everybody says they want to do it, but they never really do it. Yeah. We have. A, stu- a legit studio in here and people who have been here are like, this is actually really cool. But isn't that crazy though? Yeah. Because we, it was just a night out. We were having drinks. Yeah. It was just like a friend we were telling sh- a friend. Sharing ideas. Yeah. And we're like, we should do this. And I'm like, great idea. Great idea. And you know, nine out of ten times you don't follow through. Never. We follow through. We totally followed through. And, and we were like, well, yeah. what, what what would we name it? What would we do? What would we talk about? Mm. And right now, we actually have two podcasts. People might not know that. This one and one in the works. Yeah, one in the works. So it's a lot of work. It's a lot of dedication. We do both. We do I want to give hours a sh- of it. Shout out to, to DJ Lewis Love because he was the one who actually came up with the name. Oh, Ra- did he really? Flyer. Awesome. Uh, Good job, Lewis. Lewis mm. is another one that's been at all of the yeah. events that we've been to. And mm-hmm. and, and it's funny because I've known Lewis through you also. And and it's yeah. very, very impressionable. <laughs> I can't forget that <laughs> I can't forget him. You know we've done a lot of crazy stuff. Together. Yeah, we have. We've done a lot. We have. We've gone to Vegas. We went to iHeartRadio. Remember what your dad called me and Christian? Williams? Oh my gosh! So if you if you guys know anything about my sense of humor, and if you think I'm funny at all, I'm probably half as funny as my dad. He, I get all my sense of humor from him for sure. <laughs> and we go for my sister's Jessica's 21st birthday to Vegas. So of course I have cousins there. We have family there. We have friends. I have my ex there, and I bring Freddie and Christian Wheel. If you guys know Christian Wheel, if you guys know Freddie Rivera, it we are already characters with just us, okay? So we're in the car. 
I'm making my dad Uber us everywhere. I'm like, Dad, you got to take us to this club. We're in Vegas. You're not, <laughs> you're not drinking because you're old. You know, we're, we got to go here. We got to go there. Shout out to my dad. He's probably not even listening. But anyway. Yeah. And um, so he takes us to Vegas. He's dropping us off. And he's like, so who, who do I have in my car again? And I said, Dad, they're from the they're from radio stations, you know. And, and I'm just like, ah, you wouldn't know. And then I'm like, Freddie Rivera, Christian Wheel. And he's like, he's like, oh, you mean Art LeBeau and Rick D's back there? <laughs> <laughs> so literally, he called him Art LeBeau, and he called Christian Rick D's the whole <laughs> Vegas trip. It was so funny because he's just like he was comparing him to the who he would know in radio. And I'm like, Dad, it was it was a riot. It was great. Here's here's how I remember Michelle in high school. <laughs> oh no, Uh-oh. she always had a blue Celica. Yeah, Michelle Zuno was oh, known for having those, the cool blue those Toyota. Those were Celica. cool back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Celica. Funny story. I go to the dealership with my dad. Did not know how to drive stick at the time, by the way. <laughs> but I I did not want that car in an automatic. Who would want that car in an automatic? I have no idea. <laughs> so there's two there's two models. There's a GT and there's GTS. The difference, price difference between them was $10,000 difference. <gasps> the dealer yeah. is like, yeah, no, no, honey. I think we should go over to the affordable cars. This is what he tells me. Damn. And I'm like, are you trying to sell a car or not? Like, I, <laughs> I was, and if you guys know me, I've always been bold. Yeah. So my dad is super quiet. Like, I'm here to co-sign. I'm not here to pick the car. She's here to pick the car. It's her money. All right. So I go in there and I'm like, this is the car that yeah, I want. Yeah. And the guy's like, well, it's kind of powerful. It's a little fast. It's this and that. I'm like, that's cool. That's what I want. Yeah. And he's like, you don't even want to test drive it? Nope. I I did so many hours of research on this car that I didn't even need to get in it. Mm-hmm. I already knew I was going to love it. I knew everything about it. I knew the specs. I knew everything. And I was like, that's the car I want. And I said, and this is the color I want. And he says, we don't have that color. I said, that's cool. I'll wait. Yeah. Oh. And I did. I made I made them bring the color that I wanted. I waited three days for them to drive it from, I think it was Monrovia or something else. I so made them drive it over. Brand new. Brand new. And I did not know how to drive the car home because I did not know how to drive stick. So what did you do? My dad drove it home for me. Ah. So he drove it. It took a few hours for him to teach me. You know, my, my shout out to my little brother and sister that were in the back seat. Like, uh, uh, uh. Because <laughs> 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 I probably stalled so many times. Is this the car? Um, yeah, that's it. And But uh, mine was a really bright blue. On an entirely different level. Okay. We'll do a little fun round of questions to, to, to kind of get a gauge on you. Yeah, yeah. Who you are. Ask okay? around. Favorite color? Blue. Favorite ice cream flavor? I love mint and chip. Mmm. Mint chocolate chip. Okay. Favorite cereal? Lucky Charms. Favorite actor or actress? I'm a huge fan of Denzel Washington. All of his movies. Great. Favorite athlete? Kobe Bryant. Can, can we pause for a second? Because can we talk about Kobe Bryant when you met him? Yes, we can. We can. I have a. This I have is a an really awesome cool story. story. Yeah. yeah. If anybody knows, I am. I have always been a huge fan of Kobe Bryant. I have watched almost every single Laker game since the day he started. Uh, not too far in age from him. So we, you know, since he started really young, I started watching really young. We shared love for the Lakers in my household. So my dad, my brother, everybody, my sister. Um, we used to go to Laker games all the time. And a uh, terrible story to start how I met him, but, and I know my, my niece is listening from El Paso. So this is my niece, Alexis in El Paso. When she was eight years old, um, my sister was married to a Marine and they were stationed in 29 Palms at the time. 
and my niece was complaining at eight years old that she's sick and she doesn't feel well and, and she didn't look good and she couldn't hold any food down and she was kind of in pain. They didn't know what it was and they took her on a base hospital. And the base hospital didn't check how they normally check uh, a child. You know, they push on their stomach. Mm -hmm. They push different parts of the stomach. Does it hurt here? Does it hurt here? And they never really did a thorough check. They kind of sent her home with Tylenol and, you know, sent her home. And she was so lethargic and so bad. And my sister, thank God for her, that she knew her child and she knows that this was not normal. So she drives all the way to L.A. Children's Hospital and they take one look at her and admit her immediately. They start all these tests. Turns out that my niece's appendix had ruptured. Mm. And when your appendix ruptured, you can die within hours sometimes. My mm. niece's appendix had ruptured for three days. Just so happens that my niece lives and survives and she's actually doing pretty good, but she has to be, she had to spend quite a quite a long time in the hospital. And there I was from Fontana back and forth to LA every day or every other day, every weekend. And um, they said, hey, we're opening a new wing at the Ronald McDonald house and it's gonna be sponsored by Kobe Bryant. And I'm like, oh, I, I, I'm such a big fan. That's so, I'm so, that's so awesome. And I'm happy for him. And I wasn't really like paying attention to what they were saying. And then they're like, no, 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 he's gonna be here. He's gonna be here. And it was like a Thursday. He's gonna be here on Thursday doing a ribbon cutting ceremony. And he has already said that he wants to meet all the families here. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that's me. I'm like, that's me. I mean, I'm a family here. And I was, I was like super starstruck. Oh my gosh, this is gonna happen. I have no idea how this happened. However, I had a basketball, a bobblehead, a lanyard, a flag, <laughs> oh a jersey, God. a t-shirt, everything. I don't know how I happened to have that with me yeah. just by chance, but oh I had it all on me in a backpack. In a bag. <laughs> I had it all on me in a backpack. My my little sister and her best friend Danae at the time got to got to skip school to come with me because of course I was like, Jess, Kobe Bryant's gonna be here. Let's go. Yeah. My sister Lorraine is there with her daughter. Um, Damon's dad is there. Damon, my son, who's going to be 18 years old, <laughs> he was not even one at the time. I think he was about 11 months old. Maybe he was close to one. He was dressed in an, a Laker whole onesie, like a whole <laughs> pajama with the feet on it, you know? And he was so adorable. If you ever seen his one-year-old pictures, if you look at his Instagram, he has one of them when he's like two on there. So we go and we meet Kobe and he's literally such a friendly guy. He's the man of my dreams. I'm like, oh my God, he's in my space. I'm so starstruck. His agent is there. Totally nice guy, by the way. It was different. It's not like they're trying to be like, you know, back up, back up. Kobe's coming through. It was like, oh, everybody come around. Like he wants to talk to everybody. He wants to hug everyone. He wants to sign everything you have. Like wow. it was so, it was like the perfect timing to be there. I, I take a picture with him. I'm hugging him and I'm like, I said, I'm such a big fan. I'm so happy to meet you. Thank you so much for doing this for my family. And he's like, of course. I he says, thank you, thank you guys for being so brave and you know being you know being strong for your families and all that and being here and and having. The, I'm so sorry you guys have to deal with this. And he says, oh my gosh, can I hold him? And I'm like, what? He's looking at my son, and he says, can I please hold him? I have a daughter the exact same age. Wow. And I was like, oh my gosh. And and it's and it's true. Uh, Natalia was that age. He, I said, uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, 
taking the kid, giving it, giving give, it to him. Give him your oh last name. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, he's like six foot seven or something like that. So I'm yeah, like, here you go. And he's, he's walking around. Like he kind of walks away from me a little bit, palming because his hands are so big, like palming Damon in his hand, walking around with him. And everybody's like, oh, look at the Kobe baby. So cute because he's wearing Lakers. So they nicknamed the, him the Kobe Kobe baby at the time. And ever since that day, and everybody thinks I'm so mean. You guys have to love, you guys are going to love this story. Ever since that day, till Damon was about six years old, I had him convinced that that was his dad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I made him watch Laker games when he was a baby. And, and it was just a fun running joke that Damon always called him his dad. And he still to this day, Damon's going to be 18, huge Kobe fan himself. And he's just like, that's really my real dad i'm always going to believe that that's really my real dad always <laughs> so and everybody goes that's such a mean story that's so mean to do to him i said no it's not it's hilarious if if i couldn't sum up michelle zuno better oh than my that, gosh that is michelle zuno if you guys didn't know how crazy i really am i really am that crazy seriously i am <laughs> You're crazy because you can you can keep up with my crazy. I know. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people could keep up with Freddie's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Can they, CJ? Um, I think I'm probably one of the ones that just pearly almost like, almost <laughs> maybe could hang. CJ's else. still working on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> producer Ruben's put up with a lot of crazy. Produ mm -hmm. Producer Ruben's actually very patient. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, I want to say you have to be very patient to put up with Freddie, <laughs> because if you could ever even leave the house during the first hour before you get somewhere, then you're getting somewhere. <laughs> Freddie, what time are we going? Seven thirty. So nine. Okay. <laughs> this is this is happening because of you. Aww. Radio Flyer and the podcast three is happening because of you and producer Ruben. And tonight we get graced by the first time on Radio Flyer. <laughs> CJ, everybody, just give it up for CJ. That's the show. That's it. That's all we got for you today. All right. So uh, again, a huge thank you to Michelle Zuno, producer Ruben, and CJ for being a part of Radio Flyer uh, this week. And you can catch all of them at FreddieRivera.net and wherever podcasts are played: Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, and. You can contact Michelle Zuno one more time. Instagram. At official Michelle Zuno. So uh, thank you for listening to Radio Flyer. On behalf of the entire team, producer Ruben, Michelle Zuno, and first time, give, can we give it up for CJ one more time? Yeah. CJ! Woo! First time I get to see a guy in sweats. Man. <laughs> Shout out to Damon. Damon, who's been on a couple of the uh, shows way at the beginning when we first started this. Yeah. Yep. And a shout out to... The Kobe baby. The Kobe <laughs> And a, baby. and a shout out to Morrissey. Shout out to Morrissey. Mor Morrissey, if you're listening, we love you. Don't ever stop doing your concerts. Nope. Mm -hmm. 2021, baby. Yeah.